As Unitarian Universalists, we find wisdom and inspiration in many places, Jewish and Christian scriptures and other sacred texts, the arts, science, nature, and our own experiences. Our tradition keeps us open to revelation from many sources. Today's wisdom comes in the form of a poem by Dan Albergati. Things to do in the belly of the whale. Measure the walls. Count the ribs. Notch the long days. Look up for blue sky through the spout. Make small fires with the broken hulls of fishing boats. Practice smoke signals. Call old friends and listen for echoes of distant voices. Organize your calendar. Dream of the beach. Look each way for the dim glow of light. Work on your reports. Review each of your life's 10 million choices. Endure moments of self-loathing. Find the evidence of those before you. Destroy it. Try to be very quiet and listen for the sound of gears and moving water. Listen for the sound of your heart. Be thankful that you are here, swallowed with all hope, where you can rest and wait. Be nostalgic. Think of all the things you did and could have done. Remember treading water in the center of the still night sea, your toes pointing again and again down, down into the black depths. Hi, everybody. So, this is a little story about my recent journey to the center and some of the realizations I made about radical compassion. I thought of myself as a compassionate person most of my life, but I've also considered myself and been told that I am critical and judgmental, often of myself and of those around me. Compassion and criticism shouldn't seem to contradict each other. Can't I practice both and it still makes sense? But the more I've learned about living a more peaceful, mindful existence, the more they do seem at odds with each other. I attended a meditation retreat a few weeks ago led by Mayor Chapman, a woman who performs mindfulness-based psychotherapy here in Madison. One of our goals was to access the wisdom and humanity we all have within us and to learn to guide ourselves along our own paths with curiosity and compassion rather than criticism and self-loathing. We reunited with our bodies through our breath, which are Thich Nhat Hanh's words to describe the art of meditation. I had never meditated so much in my life, and meditation is very hard for me. Struggling to focus on my breath, I often felt my mind race ahead to plans or obligations, 
or return to times I felt I'd disappointed or angered myself in the past. Mare advised us to avoid self-talk as much as possible. When we did it, we needed to gently and kindly guide ourselves back to a place of curiosity and compassion. It's helpful to tell ourselves things like judgment is happening rather than I am being judgmental right now. Not to let ourselves off the hook, but to give ourselves the benefit of the doubt to treat ourselves with kindness so that we're more able to get back on the right path during our meditation practice. I realize that meditation isn't just a process to torture me, but a practice to tune me in more fully to myself so that I can better function with the intentionality and mindfulness I crave and be the thoughtful, truly compassionate person I want to be in the world. From understanding ourselves better, which we can do through meditation, we are led to better understanding our fellow humans. Looking around at the 60-plus other women in the room at the retreat, none of whom were able to speak with each other for two and a half days, I realized that in spite of not communicating verbally with them, I was still able to feel their humanity and connect with them in a really basic way. And even if I saw one of them drive off in a gas-guzzling SUV or wear some name-brand clothing that I knew was made in a sweatshop, I could silently and mindfully, I was much more able to silently and mindfully reach out compassionately towards them than to judge or disapprove of them, as I know I have done in the past. Criticism and judgment serve to further separate us, while compassion and curiosity bring us closer together. When I'm critical of others, I feel myself to be more evolved than they are, superior to them in some way. When I reach out with compassion, which only comes when I've been able to be compassionate towards my own flawed, vulnerable self, I feel myself to be in the same boat with them. Pema Chodron writes, Compassion is not a relationship between the healer and the wounded. It's a relationship between equals. Only when we know our own darkness well can we be present with the darkness of others. Compassion becomes real when we recognize our shared humanity. After nearly six decades on this earth, I'm beginning to learn that to truly understand myself and my fellow humans, I need to act from a place of love and compassion toward both myself and others. Compassion is the only energy safe enough to protect people, animals, and the earth because compassion is born of mindfulness, understanding, and love. So says Heather Lynn Mann, a disciple of Thich Nhat Hanh. And although I feel sometimes that I have a lot of catching up to do, as Pima Chodron has said, start where you are. <laughs> 